Hey, welcome to this episode of Leading LDS on the Forecast. Forecast. <laughs> and Kurt uh, asked me to uh, to head this up, I guess. To and who are you? My name's Alana Frankum. The other part of Kurt. The other part. I mean, my, my other half, my better half, as yeah. they say. All right, we're locked out here. We're walking downtown at uh, City Creek, and oh, it's not locked. Uh, we are on a date. Oh, <laughs> isn't that sweet? And so we just had an awesome dinner at Cheesecake Factory, where you always regret how much you eat, right? Mm-hmm. But it was so good. That's right. And I had lots of veggies, so I'm not. I'm okay. And I just had straight cheesecake the whole for for my entree, um, but uh, we were we were talking as you do on date nights, and we thought, what would be a cool like? Because a part of this core cast is we want to give you kind of a behind the scenes glimpse of building leading LDS, and you know, not just my random uh, thoughts on on leadership, um, but just make it real for you. I mean, those that listen are are core leaders. Uh, and if you're not a core leader, you can do so at leadingatheist.org. And uh, and so I, uh, and I, th- I actually heard another podcast <clears throat> that I listened to. It's a business marketing podcast, and they uh, um, they uh, she she talked about her some very vulnerable um, perspectives, some vulnerable. Uh, thoughts and fears that she has as a successful business person. And so I thought, I wonder what are some vulnerable things we could talk about? I thought, you know, let's talk about what are some of my top fears of leading LDS or our top fears. I mean, this may be something that we um, jointly share as far as fears go. Um, Because it's easy to record the podcast and just put on a, a grin and act like, oh, everything's great. This is easy and we're doing good work and on and on, right? Um, so, as we're walking back to our, our car, we're right outside of Temple Square. What a wonderful backdrop to this discussion. <laughs> Anything you want to say? Uh, nope, just <laughs> All right, so, first fear. Oh, first fear. <laughs> so the first one I said, that one of the big fears about growing, leading LDS is is asking for donations. And it's really tough because early on I started leading LDS and it was sort of a side project. It was sort of a hobby blog. It was fun to do. And then I got some traction and then I got more ideas and then other people gave me ideas. And then it's like, oh man, there's so much good we could do. But how do I, I can't just do it by doing this a couple hours a you know, a couple hours a week, it's got to be like, to really make an impact that we, that we want to do, it's going to be, have to be, you know, a full-time focus. And so we arranged some things and, and now that's, you know, I spend 40 plus hours a week at least on building leading LDS. And one of my biggest fears is asking for donations, asking for money. Uh, one, Part of that is obviously that uh, it's sort of tied in with the church, right? Nobody's comfortable doing that, but 
there's nothing wrong with it. It's not, um, uh, you know, it's not anything that we're not the first ones to create an organization that needs funding. And that's why we went the nonprofit route. But um, a part of this is a part of those donations of asking for donations is so that I can build up the the funds and and cash flow so that I can actually carve out a salary. And we take a little bit of a salary now, but it's nowhere near what we would need to support our family and hit some of the, the life goals we have. Um, and so it's always hard for me to, to think like, well, I want to, I wish I could ask for donations and just roll every cent back into, I don't know, like the overhead or, but at the end of the day, I am the overhead. And at the end of the day, like my role as the executive secretary or the executive, uh, what am I, executive director of uh, leading LDS? I'm really the largest asset that. <laughs> that kind of sounds very prideful, but um, but if I go away, I don't think anybody would pick up where I'd left, leave off. I mean, maybe some would try, and but um, so that's always a big well, thing. Is and not just you know for you like uh, to grow leading LDS. We like you really. So that you could use like a few more people, like somebody to help you with emails, somebody with somebody to help you with uh, just pro so processes more, and production. And, yeah, just, so yeah, to have a staff, pay, right? Have more of a staff. Yeah, I mean, at the end I mean, of the yeah, day, I mean, there's board members and volunteers. Definitely a lot of people that help out, but they don't really get paid. Right, and and everybody else has their own life, their job, their church commitments and things and so it's hard to throw one more thing at people to be a volunteer right and so yeah i mean the reality is we could we could fill a whole office that's a skateboarder uh we could fill a whole office full of people and ha they'd have plenty of things to do to carry this forward uh so that's a big fear just asking for donations and and using those donations to pay myself uh but at the end of the day i always have to remind myself i Right at this point, I'm the biggest asset of leading LDS. If I go away, it goes away, really. So, the second uh, fear that we put down here is people getting the wrong impression, and this is always, I'm, this is always tough. And and really, few people get the wrong impression, but every once in a while, I get an email, or I remember one guy randomly sent me a message on on Facebook, and he's like. I, this was around the time I was doing the Motivating the Minister Summit. Um, you know, I was asking people to pay for it because that's how we, they costed money to produce it. And so we needed people to pay for it to, you know, to move forward with, with the operation. And I remember one person just sent me a message on Facebook. I didn't even know the guy. And he's like, oh, priestcraft much? Like, can't believe you're doing this thing and lying in your own pockets with all this money. And I'm thinking... And I'm making zero money on this. Like it was so expensive to do. I'm making zero money on on this on this summit they're doing. And, and it was so hard to not like go back at them. Like, and you know, I'm I'm putting everything into this. And and then I get this message from this guy I don't even know telling me that, um, that I should be ashamed of myself for trying to profit off of people in the church and yada yada. And, oh, I was, so every I've, there's always going to be those people with everything, right? Right, yeah, and I can probably count on one hand how many times someone has actually sent me that. But it's that's always like the fear, like when I explain what I'm, what I do, and what leading LDS is. People look at me like, uh, 
shouldn't the church do that? Like, what what gives you the right to actually talk about these things? And and it's like, well, I'm not necessarily, you know, I'm trying to bring people to the table. It's not just me trying to talk about things. Um, there's a drag strain. Uh, and, and so that's a big fear. It's just like people getting the wrong impression that they, they think, oh, you... You must think you're smarter than the the corner of the twelve. Like you don't think they know how to be leaders or train their leaders. I'm like, of course they do. I'm no in no way do I think I'm smarter than anybody in the general councils of the church. But at the end of the day, I've been in some of these local leadership positions. I know that the training's not there. We have a lot of meetings that are called training meetings, but you don't learn how to be a leader. You learn about policy, doctrine, and uh, you know these little things that yeah, they're still important. But, man, what a difference it makes in, in one's confidence when they're, able to, um, when they're able to learn some principles and connect the dots with the research that's out there, leadership thought that's out there. Anyways, I don't need to explain myself to you people, but you know what I mean. That that's always the wrong impression, and that leads into the third one, uh, is not only am I afraid of just general people getting the wrong impression, but I'm afraid of the church getting the wrong impression or my church leaders getting the wrong impression or, uh, you know, individuals at the church office building getting the wrong impression that, that uh, you know, I'm afraid to move into some stake and have some, you know, rigid bishop or stake president take a quick glance at what I'm doing and, and jump to these conclusions that, you know, that I'm doing something I shouldn't or they here that I have an LDS podcast, and all they think, all they know of LDS podcasts are are run by people who've been excommunicated, and so therefore I must be doing something wrong. And so, um, and as you can tell, a lot of these fears are kind of silly, but we all have fears like that. As usually, what fears are, they're generally silly, and just like I tell my six year old, like, why are you afraid of that that bug in the bathroom? It's like it's not even scary, can't even bite you, but you're still afraid of it, you know. I'm sure. That's the same case here, but um, does that make sense with getting the getting shut down or people getting the wrong impression? Any thoughts? Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> uh, but it's definitely like when you were talking through that, I was definitely like, yeah, but it's yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like people won't. People probably don't think that way, but. Internally, like, but my my internal voices are like, yes, I do have voices in my head. I, you know, they're they're. It's just a natural man in you, or the adversary thinking, oh, you know, what gives you the right, or just puts these thoughts, and then you project them those thoughts on other people. You know, um, so that's my third fear. My fourth fear is losing control, and this is actually a a weakness. Is that at this point. Um, I definitely like, like more people on our executive committees, like, um, and I need to have more executive committees. I need to have more board members. Right now we have three board members because you're required to have at least three board members. And, you know, early on, this was such a small operation. This was such a, you know, just a blog. It was all up to me. Every word on the webpage came out of my brain. And it's hard to transition from that because I, I really feel like our vision and mission at Leading LDS is is vast and it's and it's going to need a larger organization to make it happen. And but at the same time, I want my fingers in everything. And um, and this is 
uh, just a typical leadership weakness um, is, is, you know, you want to hold on to things and micromanage. And, and so it's hard to let go of that and really bring more people onto the board. And, and so that's one thing I'm trying to focus on the next few months is, is growing the board, getting different committees going. But again, it all goes back to these aren't paid positions. We don't, you know, we can't, can't write a check to people or actually wanting them to write checks to us. Right. So, man, but I've learned so much as far as nonprofits go, how they work, how they function. And I knew zilch before this, and it's been it's been an awesome experience. But, man, those growing pains and then getting myself to a point where I can just say, yeah, let go. Let the, let the, the organization grow beyond my own intellect, beyond my own vision, and, you know, put it in God's hands, really. You know, and so that's one thing I'm really trying to do, but that's a fear of losing control because I want to control everything I want I want to determine what every episode is at I want to determine what every article is published because I want the quality at such a high rate at such a high level and I'm afraid if I let that go that we'll lose the quality and and that leads to another fear maybe people will stop listening or they'll they'll find a better resource or right and I just want to be that go-to resource that people are so grateful at night and pray at night with gratitude that this exists because we're making a difference in, in lay leaders' lives, right? So that's another area I need to let go. And my final one <laughs> is one that we can both uh, relate to is I am just afraid of being like poor the rest of my life. And not that I'm like, not that we're poor right now, but like we live pretty lean. I mean, Right now, we're living in a basement apartment. It's a good-sized basement apartment. It's bigger than our condo was, and so we feel like we have more than enough room. It's been like a huge blessing. Everything's brand new, but at the end of the day, I'm like, man, I always envisioned when I was 35, almost 36, I'd be establishing a home by now, you know, and I'd have five, six, seven years in that home, and and our journeys just guide us elsewhere, and this is uh, it's been a tough, that's been a tough thing, right? I've just worrying like it's one thing to like have a a startup idea and and then you know stick with it and then after a long road you cash in and oh everybody's a millionaire but we're running a non-profit like that doesn't happen with non-profits in fact I don't even own leading LDS because it's a non-profit uh, so I can't sell it or I can't do anything like that but that was the right direction to go to make it an organization that can bless leaders, right? And what are your thoughts on on this fear? Well, uh, well, <laughs> no, I when uh, I was. <laughs> <laughs> You don't know what to say. This is real. This is... <laughs> if you don't have any thoughts, that's fine. Have I already said them? You know, when Kurt started going off on this, uh, when he quit his job a few years ago to do more entrepreneurial stuff and work for himself, um, it's just, it's definitely been, like, hard, but it's also been very eye-opening into, like, you know, really, like, we've been fine, like, been able to pay for what we need. And, yeah, and we, and it would not so, be hard to list off the miracles we've seen to, like, 
you know, the, the tithing miracles we've seen that man, everything's has worked out, you know, sure. We don't have the big house and four cars and swimming pool or, not, but you know, not that we're there, but I, you know, we've, we've made it. Yeah. And it's been fine and it's still fine. We have, well, right now, right now it's a little crazy cause we do a lot of side things and stuff, but yeah, I mean, um, we supplement our income cause so that's really, we're very busy like we're always working but it's <laughs> yeah but it's fine and uh it's just been a good like growing process and and i feel like we're where we're supposed to be yeah so, so those are i guess those are my fears of oh money uh, <laughs> i'm scared of walking in mud puddles as well um Anyways, that's just, uh, these are things I think about a lot. You know, I just, I, every day I just spend hours and hours mulling over, uh, how can we get more funding? How can we find that donor that can just <laughs> write the checks when we need them? How can we move this forward? Because, man, if, if I've ever felt like I have a mission in life and a purpose, it is to establish this organization and bless the lives of lay leaders all over the world and sure it would have been maybe uh, uh, easier and who knows maybe more worthwhile to start a nonprofit that builds wells and or schools in Africa and but man I just feel like if we can get the local leadership right if we can get if we can get these lay leaders right all the rest good leadership can fix can fix almost anything and uh this is where I feel led and guided, and so these are my fears. I'm not afraid to express them, but uh, we're going to survive. Any closing right. remarks, Sister Frankum? Thanks for being a part of and leading Elias and listening to us. Yeah. So, till next right. time. Let's go home and get the kids. Be a leader, not a calling. <laughs>